Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, if we haven't met yet, uh, my name is Jesse. And I get the honour of being the family life pastor here, along with my wife here at uh, Faith Assembly. And uh, I'm seeing some new familiar, unfamiliar faces in here. And I just want to say that it is so great to have you in our church tonight. And I'm excited for what's going to come next and how beautiful was that choir and all the things that's, that's happening. But I'm really excited actually to tell you a story, okay? I want to just tell you a quick Jesus story. So if you've got your Bibles... You can open up, and by the way, I used to work in a school in Australia. So like kids screaming, you're not gonna phase me. You could even heckle me, it wouldn't even phase me. You could throw stuff at me and I'll just keep going, all right? Don't though, I'm seeing you down the front, relax. But if you've got your Bibles, would you open up to Luke chapter two? And the last couple of weeks, we've been going through this chapter as we kind of unpack and get the broader story of Jesus' birth. And today I want to zone in on a particular story and it's found in verse 41. So it's chapter two, verse 41. And I'm gonna read, it says here, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When He was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to their custom After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it, thinking he was in their company. They travelled on for a whole day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Jesus responds, why were you searching for me? He he asked, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. All right, let me me pray. Heavenly Father, we just wanna thank you so much for everything you are doing. We wanna thank you, God, for your presence that is here tonight, God. And we pray that you would anoint this message, that you would anoint our ears to hear what you are saying to us through this passage, God. And we thank you for all the things you are doing in this Christmas season, God. And we pray for all the families in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I've been married for almost 10 years, okay? I know, almost 10 years. And when my wife and I uh, were dating, so about 12, 13 years ago, we were, we were dating and it was a new kind of relationship and we were both uh, working at the same church, okay? And one afternoon I was driving past the church, okay? And I noticed it was kind of late. It was like 6.30, 7 o'clock at night and, and I noticed her car was still in the parking lot, right? And I was driving just home and, and I saw her car and I thought, do you know what I'll do? I'll pop in and say hi. That's a nice romantic thing to do. 
I was trying to impress her, you know, so I thought, do you know what? I'll pop in and say, hey, how's your day going? Hey, you know, blah, blah, and she'll be excited to see me, right? So what I do is I pull into the building, I park my car, and just as I'm opening up the door, it occurs to me, do you know what? I could surprise her, right? Like, because what 22-year-old girl doesn't like to be terrified while she's working alone in a building by herself? That, to me, just screamed romance. So I thought, do you know what I'll do? Oh, I know, I'm like creeping up the stairs. I'm trying to be so quiet because I just want to, you know, you know, when you're about to scare someone good and you're like, you won't even breathe, right? So I'm like, and her office was way in the back of the building. So I'm like creeping up the stairs. I'm like making my way down the hallway and I get into her office and there she is doing what I thought was work on her computer, just kind of tapping away. She's got her air like pod thingies in and all that kind of stuff. And I go up behind her and, and, and I say, surprise! And I like grab her on the ribs. And I thought she was gonna be like, oh, you got me, you're so cute. <laughs> no. She screamed and then just fell on the floor. And I thought in my head, no joking, I actually thought in my head, she has undiagnosed epilepsy. That's what I thought. I said, she hasn't told me this. We're not there in our relationship yet. She's having an epileptic fit. I'm first aid trained. I know what to do, right? So she's on the ground shaking and I'm like, oh no. And then I realised that she actually wasn't working on her computer. She was actually Skyping with her family back here in America. And when I say family, I mean Russian mafia type family. (laughs) All of them are there. And she's fallen over and I look up at the screen and I'm like, hey, we haven't met yet. I'm Jessie. And I introduced myself as the ex-boyfriend. It was a great story. It was a great time. (laughs) And since then, I've honestly, I've never tried to surprise my wife ever. Just never gonna do it, right? And I tell that story because all through the Gospel of Luke, there is a surprise narrative. There is this kind of narrative that's kind of interwoven through the whole story of people thinking Jesus was one thing and then being shocked to find out that He's actually something else. Being surprised at who He is. We see this with the disciples being constantly surprised at who Jesus is when He's calming storms and doing all this kind of stuff. We see in Luke 24 with the men on the road to Emmaus after Jesus has risen, they're walking with what they think is just a regular guy and and then Jesus surprises them and He's like, no, it actually is me. We see it with Mary Magdalene. She actually thinks Jesus is a gardener that's stolen Jesus' body. But all through this gospel, Luke is trying to like get us to see that, do you know what? Jesus isn't actually what you expect Him to be all the time. And if you're taking notes, the title of my message tonight is Finding the Jesus You Weren't Looking For. Okay, so in this story, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna tell this story, right? So in this story, we see Mary and Joseph. They've done the right thing. They've got a 12-year-old. Are there any 12-year-olds in the house tonight? Six of you. No, there's got to be more than that. 600 of you. That's what I see. Okay, very good. Every time I say 12, you guys can go, ah, ready? 12. That was so good. It was like we rehearsed that. 
Man, maybe I can do faith illusion shows. All right, here we go. (laughs) So Mary and Joseph, they're traveling back out of Jerusalem. Okay, it's a big group. They're traveling with a large group of family, friends. Maybe there was hundreds of them. They're doing, it's a long journey. It's like a three-day journey. They're traveling, it's happening, it's moving. At some point they stop and be like, do you know what? It's picnic time. All right, Mary's like, do you know what? I packed a lunch. She's got some like roast beef sandwiches. She gets out the basket. She's unpacking them all. She puts down the blanket. She tells Joseph, round up the kids. Let's go. It's lunchtime. Let's do this. And Joseph is running around. He's looking for the kids. And he's like, James and other of Jesus' brothers and sisters. And he like calls them all in. And, and, and at some point they're handing out the sandwiches, right? And they're like, there's yours, there's yours. And they must look at each other and realise, where is Jesus? And, and, and I can only imagine it'd be like, well, is Jesus with you? And they would have been like, no, Jesus, not with me. You had Jesus. That's your job. I brought the picnic. You brought the, you're meant to take care of the kids. And they have this, like, do you know what? My wife and I, we have fights about losing things too. It's like car keys, like phones, kids' shoes. Where did you put those? All this kind of stuff. But I cannot imagine the stress on a married couple when they have to come to terms with the fact that they have lost the hope of the world. I don't know how you come back from that. I don't know what kind of marriage counselling you go through. I don't know how you deal with that. They're frantically looking at each other going, you lost him. What are we going to do? And they start running around to all their family and friends going, have you seen Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? And at some point they realise, do you know what? We got to go back. We got to go back to Jerusalem. He is not with us. See, I think sometimes there's some little kind of Thing teachable moments in here. Because it actually says in the story, it actually says, thinking he was in their company. Hey, do you know that sometimes we can actually make the mistake of just assuming that Jesus is with us? It's tricky. Because we're like, no, I have confidence that the Lord's with me. Even when I don't feel it, I can believe. But sometimes we're just like, Yeah, yeah, I got saved at whenever time and I'm just going on my business and doing my thing. And it's actually, no, faith is, it's active. It's proactive. So I I always wanna encourage you, don't assume that Jesus is just with you. It's a relationship. It's ongoing. So they head back to Jerusalem. They walk into the temple. And I love this. They see Jesus sitting in the temple. 12 year old, 12 years old. They see him sitting in the temple. And they're like astonished. Hey, can I give you guys a a bonus point tonight? Okay, I won't do it. That's fine. Yep, all good. (laughs) Do you want a bonus point? Do you know why you always find Jesus in church? Not one of you know the answer. Okay, okay. Oh, we got some hands up. You're a good student. Yeah, I like that. Do you know why you shop when you go to the mall? So that's not a trick question. Do you know why you shop when you go to the mall? Because there's shops there. That's why you shop when you go to the mall. When you go to the mall, you shop. Because everything in that building is dedicated and designed for you to spend money and buy things. See, 
if you ever find yourself in a season where you're not walking with God, I always encourage you to come to church. Because see, this church, this church, look, look around, look around. The seats, the stage, the very fibres of the carpet, this whole building is designed and dedicated to the worship of Jesus. So if you find yourself in a season where you're not walking with God, come to the one place that is designed for His worship. That's why you always find Jesus in church. It's the one place dedicated to His worship. So Mary and Joseph, they come in. And I love that it says they were astonished to see Him. Now, it's tricky reading Scripture because when you read this, look what it says in verse 48. It says, When Jesus' parents saw Him, they were astonished. And His mother said to Him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Come on, parents. Is that how you talk to your kids? Like, heck no. That's not, it would have been like, boy, what are you doing? Like, I can imagine like Mary, veins popping in the head. Joseph pulling off the belt, being like, boy, you're about to get a hiding of a lifetime. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, you have like voice control. It, like maybe they called him his full name. I don't know. But I just think that sometimes, like we could read the Scripture and we're like, there's just more to it than that. They would have come in and they'd be like, Jesus, what are you doing? We've been searching for you and, and you stayed here? Have you ever been shocked by your children? Do you know what that's the stuff they say, the things they do? My kids don't shock me, they scare me. <laughs> they do. Every night, I always think there's an intruder in the house. But no, it's just my two-year-old, my three-year-old, slapping me on the face and telling me she needs to wee. And I'm like, intruder. No, it's just Lainey. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Kids, they can startle you, they can scare you. But I can't imagine the shock that, Jesus, that Joseph and Mary must have faced when they walk into the temple and they see their 12-year-old sitting with the theologians of the day. They, they would have been like, Jesus, what are you doing? Like, what, what, explain to me this. What, what is happening And I love that Luke records the very first words of Jesus ever spoken. This is Luke's recording. Look at Jesus' very first words. Why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? 12 years old, Jesus' first words are him claiming his own divinity. 12 years old, him saying, hey, I'm not the Jesus that you think I am. I'm actually the son of God. And Mary and Joseph realized in that moment that, do you know what? This isn't the Jesus they lost. They have found a Jesus that they actually weren't looking for. They have found something that they did not expect. Because if we think about it, they were just looking for their little boy. They were just looking for their little son. See, we read that and we're like, yeah, Jesus, the Son of God. Like, I know that, you know that. But they just lost their son. And now this son is saying, no, I'm, I'm, I'm something different. And he's almost prophesying to them like, I'm not what you expect me to be.
I might get the keys to come up. I'm about to finish up. Have you ever been in a season like that? Not losing Jesus in a temple, but you know what I mean. <laughs> ever been in a season where God didn't show up how you expected him to? Ever been in a season where maybe God showed up and it wasn't what you thought it was going to be? Have you ever been believing for something and God didn't show up? Maybe you're expecting a job and it didn't come through. Maybe you're believing and expecting a relationship and you're like, God, I'm trusting you and it hasn't happened. Maybe you're expecting healing and you haven't seen it yet. Maybe you've been praying, maybe you've been fasting, maybe you've been searching and it, it just hasn't come back. God just hasn't shown up like you thought he was going to. There's a saying, God acts exactly like you expect him to. And I like that saying, but my question always is, but what about when he doesn't? What about when he doesn't act like I thought? What happens when he doesn't do what I expected him to do? This right here is actually the undoing of so many believers today. Because they think to themselves, oh, God loves me, I've got a relationship with Him and I'm believing for this and, and it's even a good thing, it's a positive thing. It might be, it might be healing, it might be a, a job, it might be a relationship or something and God doesn't show up and, and we get left with this feeling of, did I do something wrong? God, did, did, did I miss the mark somehow? And we, and we just have this gap of where we thought we were gonna be and what God actually turns up and does, and we get left in this space. See, Mary and Joseph find themselves in a situation they didn't expect. And I think right here in Jesus' words, we see something pretty profound. Look at the first words Jesus speaks. I think there's an insight here to perhaps what this passage is really about. Jesus says, why were you searching for me? Kind of seems like an odd question from a 12 year old. You know, maybe a little bit like tongue in cheek kind of thing. You're like, okay. But see, Jesus is revealing to his parents that they weren't searching for him because he was lost. They were searching for Him because they were lost without Him. See, see, life isn't about knowing what God's going to do at every moment. Life isn't about knowing and being like, I know exactly what's gonna happen and, and, and all the stuff you're gonna read and how many, how many times you've read your Bible, unfortunately, you're never going to be able to fully fathom the character of God. Life isn't about knowing what's gonna happen. Life isn't about getting God to show up just as you expected. But what the Christian faith is about is simply staying close to Jesus. That's what it's all about. It's about staying close to Jesus, staying connected to Jesus. 
through the ups and downs, through the expected things and the unexpected things, through the, through the unmet needs and through the prayers you pray, we don't focus on outcomes. Why? Because we're connected to Jesus. We're lost without Him, so we stay close to Jesus. That's what this is all about. That's what the Christmas story, the Christmas story is God putting on skin and bone and coming to dwell with us. God moved in close so we could be close to Jesus. This Christmas season, my prayer is that we would stay close and connected to Jesus. Why? Because it's in that relationship, it's in that proximity that gives us peace beyond all understanding. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.